This is episode 448 of the AWS podcast, released on May 23rd, 2021. Podcast confirmed. Welcome to the official AWS podcast. Hello everyone and welcome back to the AWS Podcast. Simon Lynch here with you. Great to have you back. And I'm joined by a very special guest. I'm joined by Srevan Rengajaran, who is a product manager, actually a senior product manager here at AWS. And he looks after some pretty cool stuff in the container space. Welcome to the podcast, Srevan. Hey, how's it going, Simon? It is good because I'm excited to talk about this particular capability because not something I've played with. So I'm I'm in a learning mode and uh, it's related to containers. There's something called AWS Copilot, but... Before we get into what AWS Copilot is, we always start with the customer and work backwards and customers bring us problems that they want solutions for. So what are some of the customer problems in getting started with containers? Yeah, absolutely. So speaking to customers that use containers, uh, we you soon realize that just getting a single container up and running the cloud is, is not really enough. Like, uh, customers' applications span many different containers. Uh, they actually need to use multiple types of AWS services like a load balancer, or S3, or databases, uh, IP addresses, etc. And customers will soon tell you that you know their application is much broader than just a few containers. It's uh, a collection of microservices or individual services that are in charge of specific components that all work together with other types of infrastructure like the load balancers and databases and whatnot. And customers actually think of all of these resources together uh, to frame their application. So I think it's it's interesting just on that point because one of the one of the appeals from a developer standpoint of containers is hey it works on my laptop, um, but I guess any application at scale is going to need more than a laptop of, of yeah, capacity, capability, and services. That's that's exactly right. And there's a lot of good resources out there to just get a single container that works on your laptop up and running in AWS or in the cloud. But what do you what what are the steps that are needed beyond that? How do you actually take that container into a, a production ready environment on the cloud itself? Yeah, it's a, it's it's definitely a, a, a challenge that a, a lot of customers face. And then, um, you know, one, one thing we, we love to do for our customers is give them lots of tools and capabilities. So we've got uh, ECS, we've got Fargate, we've got EKS, we've got Lambdas, we've got a whole lot of stuff. Um, and we've got tools for those as well. But, um, you know, it can, be, it can be challenging and daunting to start if, if that's sort of not your world. So what is AWS Copilot and what's it trying to do for our, our users? Yeah, AWS Copilot is... Our modern application CLI for deploying containers onto Amazon Web Services. Any customer that has a containerized application, so that just means a Docker file and some source code, can come to AWS Copilot and just use the simple CLI through guided prompts to get a production environment up and running. So I just want to reiterate that point. It's not just getting your container up and running, but AWS Copilot will actually set up a full production environment, including load balancers or databases um, and step functions or whatnot, uh, based on the input that you provide. So this is the this is another cool thing that mm. customers come to AWS with, you know, obviously their their source code, but they want they have a, a type of application in mind that they want their application to be. So yeah, I have my source code and I want this to run as a web application, but I don't know exactly the AWS services or how to configure each of them or stitch them together. 
to get this source code running as a web application in Amazon Web Services. And the same applies to a backend service that you want uh, protected off from the public internet uh, or even scheduled jobs that are supposed to run periodically. And Copilot has AWS best practices for the necessary AWS services and infrastructure, and it'll stitch it all together for you and deploy your application on Amazon Web Services and then just give you back an, an endpoint, for example. That's cool. So th- there's a mental model piece here, isn't there, where we're really not having to think about the, the specific names of the services you don't need to know about. Is it an ALB, an NLB, EBS, blah, blah, blah. You're just thinking about the design of your application and specifying it that way. That's exactly right. And in Copilot, the concepts are very simple and very familiar. You know, we have applications and services. Uh, an application is just a group of many different services because we recognize that customers deploy applications with, with one-to-many microservices. So for example, if you have an e-commerce website, you might have a service to manage your inventory. You might have another service to, to manage your payments. Those can run differently in separate containers, but you still want them to be able to talk to one another. And, and Copilot can easily make that happen. And I think what's also interesting about this is it's not just about the deployment because, you know, I think, uh, you know, whilst getting into production feels like a, a massive amount of effort, uh, it's the run piece that actually takes the longest <laughs> amount of time longitudinally. So how does, how does Copilot help with that? Yeah, absolutely. The, you know, uh, getting something up and running in production, as you said, is, you know, fine and dandy. But when you have an outage or when you need to scale, uh, a lot of times customers have to go to a different tool that they use to deploy and figure out how to scale their application there and scale all their infrastructure with it. But with Copilot, this is all just through CLI commands, like human human usable, human readable CLI commands that you can scale your application, you can view logs in your terminal, uh, you can even see exactly what's going on inside your container by getting shell access to it and more. So you can, you can break glass if you need to, because uh, we all know that we don't want to be logging into containers to maintain them, but uh, sometimes you've got to figure out what's wrong <laughs> yes, that's, before you yeah, can fire glass. up the pipeline and fix it. <laughs> that, that, that's exactly right. Now, now the, what's interesting here is this is distributed uh, under an open source license and it's, it's no cost. Uh, it's an Apache 2.0 license. But what's interesting as well is the, some of the launch partners of this particular capability, because clearly it's something that, that a lot of customers and integrators have found is needed. Maybe tell us a bit about some of those organizations, because I think it's really interesting how that's informed the design of this particular capability. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, as I was saying before, Copilot, is perfect for the customers that already have an application or you're you're starting an application from scratch, but you may not necessarily be an, an AWS expert. So a few uh, systems integrators like Cognizant and Wipro, Infosys, Class Method, they actually work with their clients that have existing applications, uh, you know, maybe on EC2 or on-premise and help them modernize those applications very easily through a tool like Copilot because all you need to get started with Copilot is just the source code and the Docker file. So you don't need to already have container images available. You don't need to have a CI/CD pipeline available or the other AWS services that you need to expose your containers or, or um, get them to talk to one another. Copilot can handle all of that. So these, these partners have found uh, Copilot highly useful to get their clients up and running on AWS in production very quickly. 
it's 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 fairly lightweight in terms of the sort of the uh, the learning curve and even the documentation I've got to say is pretty cool. Like uh, lots of lots of easy screenshots, uh, very easy to navigate and understand. The, really, the steps you're doing, which is you you know you're you're building something, you're releasing something, you're operating it, and how those things all all work. And it's just command line away you go. And I don't know about you, but I, I love living in the command line. So uh, it's it's definitely a quick way to get to get moving and to keep moving. Exactly. Yeah. Most most developers do just you know love interacting with the CLI itself. So. We designed the CLI specifically for developers and operators and, and humans first um, so that you can easily interact with it to get what you need to get done. So let's talk about get, getting started in, in, in terms of sort of, you know, what, what OSs does it support and how does it feel to get going on? What's going on behind the scenes? Yeah. So with Copilot, you actually technically only need one single command to get the production environment up and running, which is just... Uh, Copilot in it. And once you run that command, Copilot will ask you a series of questions. So, you know, like I was saying before, the guided experience of, okay, what type of application are you going to deploy? So we support a few types of architectures today, uh, web applications, backend services, and scheduled jobs. After that, it'll ask you some things, you know, like, well, which is the Docker file you'll like to use? Uh, what's the name of your application? What's the name of your service that you want to deploy? And then right, and then once you hit enter, Copilot does a bunch of things on your behalf, and it shows you exactly what it's doing. So you start out with that Docker file and source code. First thing you need to do when you're using containers is actually build your container image. Uh, container image is like a similar to an AMI. It's like a, a blueprint for your container, and Copilot does that locally. Uh, with the Docker file that you'd specified, it deploys that image into ECR, uh, Amazon Elastic Container Registry, so that you can now use that image to deploy anywhere around the world. And then from there, also, Copilot will take that image, create what's called an ECS task definition, or a file that tells you tells ECS, how do I want my container to actually get started? How, you know, um, how many cores I want it to use, uh, what ports I want open, and it'll start uh, a number of ECS tasks or a number of ECS containers essentially for you. But beyond that, depending on the architecture choice that you chose, Copilot will create a number of other AWS resources for you, such as the load balancer or a NAT gateway, for example. So you can just get up and running super quick. And in the back end, I believe it's it's creating cloud formation. So yes, if you if you if you want to sort of deconstruct what's happening, you can you can dive into that too. Oh, absolutely. You know, this is all completely repeatable. Uh, you can see exactly what Copilot is doing behind the scenes. And you can even take the cloud formation. We have some customers that take that cloud formation, maybe make some other minor modifications and, and just run with that themselves. And another element I really like is, you know, systems can be simple or they can be complicated and, and we only want them to be as complicated as they need to be. And there's a, a concept in Copilot called discovered complexity which I think is a really interesting way to look at things. Can you, can you unpack that a bit? Because that's talking about things like service discovery and storage and, and things that you may not need, but you may need. Yeah, absolutely. So once a customer gets to production and you know, gets their application to a certain level of maturity, they're going to need additional things to, to keep their, their code quality consistent, to get the performance that they need, to make their developers more productive. So 
with Copilot, we have certain add-ons in order for customers to easily just add storage to their application, for example, or easily create a full de- deployment pipeline through through code pipeline. And all of this is just through other Copilot commands that are available on the documentation. They're not part of the critical path workflow. So that's why we call them uh, discovered complexity and that they're available for you if you need. And of course, you can learn about them in the documentation, see examples, but they still follow the simplicity characteristic of Copilot that you can just interact with the C- only the CLI itself and, and get these add-ons configured to your application. Very nifty. And the CLI, it's available Mac, Linux, and Windows. Yep, that's correct. All flavors. <laughs> Country and Western. <laughs> yeah. And so what, what's on the roadmap? And, and tell us how people can, can contribute themselves. Yeah, the Copilot is completely open source. We receive a number of contributions on our GitHub repository from external contributors. I can't say too much because you know we are working on a, a bunch of brand new initiatives, but I will say that there will be more patterns, there are more types of architecture available. Copilot's going to be integrating with other services, so beyond just ECS and Fargate. And finally, there will be more operational capabilities available within the, the CLI itself. So that one example that recently came out that I, I mentioned earlier was the, the break glass feature where you can get a shell, shell access into a container that uses a new feature called ECS exec. And we'll also be publishing more case studies for partners and customers that are using Copilot in production. So obviously, we, we prioritize and choose things based upon customer feedback. How can people reach out to, to the team and yourself to, to give you feedback about uh, Copilot? Yeah, we have a Gitter community. I think it's gitter.im slash copilot-cli that all of our engineers are in the community in, in, and myself, and we talk to customers you know, just like as if you're messaging someone on Instant Messenger uh, as normally in that community. That's a great way to just reach out to us directly. But the best way for specific feature requests is actually on the Copilot CLI uh, GitHub repository. Uh, if anyone can just go in there, leave an issue, and engineers are very responsive. They'll quickly take a look right there. Uh, you can also reach out to a number of us on Twitter. Um, so my handle is Travon underscore R underscore. And there's a few other folks that are active on Twitter, like David Kilman and F.A. Krakus that can help as well. Yeah, so, so definitely no shortage of places to provide uh, input and feedback. But it's certainly, I think if, you, if you're using containers and you want a fast path to production, but also one that's robust and allows you to actually operate, um, it's definitely worth a look. How long, how long, if I'm a developer, how long should I, should I plan to have to sort of dive into, to get this going? I know it depends on many factors, but is, is this like a, I might spend a morning on it type activity just to become familiar? Yeah, I, I, I think that that's about right. Once you start reading the documentation, you can see how powerful the tool is, but uh, you know, everything isn't necessarily on, on the critical path. Uh, if you already have an, a containerized application, so just that, that Docker file and then the relevant source code, you can quickly just do that copilot init command and get, get your production environment up and running within maybe five to 10 minutes. And then from there, you can, a lot of the other CLI commands become a lot more useful and, and, and relevant and you can, just, you can play around easily. That's pretty cool. So it sounds like it's one of those active learning experiences where you grab either an app you have or just a, a simple sort of demo app to 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 exercise the tool around and realize 
I did virtually nothing and I got lots of stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that's right. We actually have uh, a good amount of customers you know, that have been tweeting about Copilot. We have a few that are actually, I think one has already written a blog and then another, another blog post is up and coming from the customer that discovered the tool, found out how you know, neat and simple it is to use, and then now they, they just want to spread the word. Well, the other thing I, I neglected to mention is, of course, it's free. So the tool is free. Um, obviously, any resources you spin up uh, come under the normal pricing model, but uh, free sounds about right to me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that, that's probably one of the, the best benefits. Uh, it, it could just run just on your laptop, uh, you know, on any of those operating systems. And all you need to, to get started is, you know, just a containerized application, that, that Docker file and source code, and then your AWS account. And you're good to go. Awesome. Sravan, thanks so much for coming on the show and, uh, and telling us a bit about AWS Copilot. Yeah, thank, thank you so much, Simon, for having me. And thanks, everyone, for listening. We do love to get your feedback. AWS podcast at amazon.com is the place to do it. And until next time, keep on building.